Hi guys, what's up? It's Candice Kumai. This is the Wabi Sabi Podcast, episode number 63. In reviewing my podcast over the last three years, I discovered that there was one episode that really stuck out to all of you, and it was called 10 Things I Wish I Could Tell My Younger Self, Orange Spray Tan Candace. Uh, I really thought this was great for reflection, especially during the holidays when people tend to get really lonely, anxious, scared. They don't have a ton of money. They don't have anybody to spend time with. They don't have a place to go. They don't have an extra vacation home. I'm there with you. Don't worry. I have one apartment I live in and pay rented. I get it. I've never been part of a family that did extravagant things. We did small little things that made a big difference. Like just having a conversation with my sister I haven't seen in two years was really special to me. So today we're going to focus on 10 things I wish I told my younger self through the holidays. (laughs) It's really hard when you're the younger sister and you had this like insurmountable amount of media when you were young. And now I have to live up to these standards I've created for myself. And I've put a lot of pressure on myself to stay at the top. I don't know about you, but I know that the golden standard is the only way that I will live my life. If I could talk to little Candace, because there have been painful moments here and there where I've seen her come out. We'll talk through those 10 things today so that you can make notes on talking to your younger self, talking to that little girl. Can you just close your eyes for a second? And if you're driving, don't. (laughs) Imagine you when you were really little. And imagine some of the sad times that you've had. I can vividly remember second grade wearing this like little flower robe I loved looking out of the window at my first house that I grew up in in San Diego and watching the rainfall when I was seven and we found out that my grandpa had a heart attack and died it was the first time I had to learn about loss and grief and it was also the first time I ever saw my dad cry I've only seen him cry twice after that. That's three times in 39 years. (laughs) Can you remember what it felt like when you got picked on in first grade? And how you felt? And can you remember when you lost running for class president your senior year in high school and what that felt like? Oof, that was the worst one for me. I've actually never openly talked about that. There's little pieces of advice that we can give our little ones, our little selves, pigtails, dresses, making mud pies, (laughs) hanging out in the backyard, playing house, going on the swing set, getting your first cat, watching the stars at night when you get to go camping or sleep out in the backyard so many little tiny miracles one thing I remembered that I would like to tell my young self so sorry there is a frog in my throat my mom had a variety 
of friends from different backgrounds. It's kind of crazy because it was 1982 to 80, you know, nine or whatever, when she had her hardcore group of friends. Shirley was Chinese. Um, Liz's mom, Teresa, was Chinese. Sue was Japanese. My godmother is Mexican, Gracie. And my other godmother is Filipino. And then my parents' best friends um, were Swedish and Jamaican. Cynthia was black. And my God, did I love these women. Rita was amazing, blonde hair, blue eyed, gorgeous woman. They all taught me different things growing up. So if you can remember to look back to those graceful women that raised you when you were little, you can find an overwhelming amount of love and gratitude from those women that showed you kindness when you were young. Um. I'll never forget what it was like to have a group of women from different backgrounds that just loved that my sister and I were different. Nobody, nobody was mixed growing up. Nobody. I mean, it was like maybe two other kids I met. And these women just adored us. Sorry. It's just such a hard thing for me sometimes because... People don't know what it's like when you're sitting at your desk in first grade and you're asked to tick off one box for race and you're just sort of questioning in in your head like at seven or six, why, who, what, one. So think about the graceful and beautiful women from your past, especially your mom's friends and how they treated you when you were little. And remember how grateful you are for the Christmas cookies, the hot, the hot, um, Rita used to put these red hots in my pancakes when I was little because my sister and her best friend were three years older than me. And I was three years younger. My mom's friend Rita used to hang out with me all the time. And she did amazing things. She took us to get date shakes in Palm Desert. She took us to Disneyland. She taught me how to decorate Christmas cookies. Cynthia, my mom's Jamaican friend, taught me how to make um, gingerbread houses. She taught me how to make Jamaican food for breakfast, like including like how to bake tomatoes and things and roast tomatoes. And she taught me that loving animals was like the most selfless thing you could do for others. She didn't have children of her own. So I think she also looked at me and my sister like two of her own daughters. And then my grandmother, uh, Gracie, taught Spanish at Miracosta College while my mom taught Japanese at various schools. So we had a lot of language and cultural love and the one thing that Gracie and my mom always did was they always took my sister and I to the library and they made sure that we read, we checked out books, we rented movies like Coming to America and saw crazy rated R movies when we were young. <laughs> and then we we did story time, which I never forgot. So looking back, another thing you can really look at is like, wow. If I didn't go to the library when I was little, and maybe your mom took you there too, or your dad, I'm so grateful for the moments at the library because I think that's how my sister and I both became authors and writers. And between the two of us, we've written like 10 books in 
like 10 different languages. So it's quite interesting looking back, but I wish I could tell my younger self, you had a great childhood. It wasn't perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect, wabi-sabi, but you had a great childhood surrounded by strong, beautiful women, and you have to be grateful and thank them this holiday because they made you who you are. And if you got through 2020 and 2021, you are a strong woman. Put your hand on your heart. Take a deep breath in. Let it all out. Wow, sorry, you guys. I must have really choked up when I thought about all these women that used to surround me when I was little. And maybe that's how we become stronger, better, braver, incredibly integrity-filled women, women of grace. You know, I model, so it means I have to be in a swimsuit or a sports bra and tight pants or whatever all the time. But I often tell you guys that it's not your body that's going to pay your bills. It's really your brain. Because if you have both, lucky you, you can double down on cash. You can double down on followers. You can double down on products, books, all of your offerings to the world. And if you can think about those offerings and make them into something beautiful without having to show off too much of your body, my God, the world will just fall in love with you. If you look at the words that are written by women like Brene Brown, Cheryl Strayed, Oprah Winfrey, um, or even a couple books I'm reading right now, Melanie Beattie's books. They are beautiful because of the words that they write and we pay attention to them because they empower us. So let's not forget to thank all of the women that write beautiful literature from their brain and help us to become better human beings. No one will be perfect in this lifetime. But when you read Melanie Beattie's book and you hear her story about how her child passed away when she was young and it was the hardest thing she had ever gotten through. You thank her for her words and her writing, her manuscripts, her sleepless nights, her pain, and her vulnerability. What we can do is we can thank the female writers and authors, artists, and aspiring artists. That's you. Thank you for putting your beautiful art out into this world and using your brains and your talents and skills. For that, I am grateful. And I would tell my younger self, Candace, modeling is fabulous, but it simply isn't forever. Again, the public library, this is number three, is a beautiful place. I feel that so many of us were lucky enough to spend time at as a child, and it opened up the windows to our soul just by reading or listening to books. And maybe that's why we like podcasting so much. The audible listener and audible learner is a beautiful thing. I wish my younger self knew that I should be grateful for those rated R movies with Eddie Murphy. (laughs) If If you're alone, number four. Dude, if you're alone during the holidays, this is okay. I wish I could have told myself this probably in my like 20s and maybe even some years in my 30s. 
I've had boyfriends on and off for many years, some for a few years, some for just a season. And it's okay if you're going to spend this holiday alone. I'm not sure why people make it such a big deal when you're single. Um, I get that breakups suck and everyone's heart can hurt and linger with pain. But also if you're single by choice and you're enjoying the holiday with your friends or your family or any loved ones, it's okay. You don't need a partner to be happy. You can make yourself happy first. And then when you do that, you'll find the best fitting and suited partner for you. Number five, when everyone is healthy, this is the biggest blessing in life. I look at friends who are going through hardship with their family members who are struggling in the hospital, through surgery and ICU, cancer, and I pray each of you finds healing and relief from your suffering this season. Inevitably, we all suffer in our own ways, whether it's mental health issues, or maybe you have anxiety that tortures you every day, or you are financially unstable and going through some unrest in your own life. It is a blessing when you can look at your hands and your eyes and your heart and your breathing and your walking and you're healthy. So don't forget that if everybody in your family is healthy, all things considered, it's the greatest blessing in the world. When you are young, you typically don't understand how important health is. It is important to remember the term health is the greatest wealth and that the term of wealth for this new generation, whether it's alpha, Gen Z, millennials, we care about experiences and we care about blessings And we don't care as much about money and material things. Like I could give a fuck about your $50 bag. I don't really get that at all. It kind of disgusts me because it's like people do it as a stature thing. And same thing with like your fancy cars. Like I get it. Like I work with Porsche. But what I'm saying is I don't personally go out and flaunt wealth. First of all, I don't have it. And second of all, it's not high on my value list. And I don't think that you or I should be made to feel weird or maybe different just because we don't value that. I care about a person's morals, their values, their goals, and those things like experiences in life. Like I feel like a trip to Morocco or Burma or Nepal would be much more enriching than going out and buying a fucking Birkin bag. Sorry, barf. Anyways, um, but I do really like exquisite Japanese beauty products and that we can talk about. Be grateful for your health because that is the biggest blessing you can receive during the holidays. Be grateful for your body that moves and keeps twerking and working and keeps you busy. During one of my bar method and pure bar classes, especially this week, I really had a lot on my mind. I was not myself last week. I was going like at full speed. New York speed in California is a lot. It's a little bit too much. And I agree. My partner was like, how about we enjoy where we are in your life right now? You are doing awesome. And that goes for you too. 
if I buy a place in Maui one day and I'm sitting on the beach five years from now, hopefully it's more like two or one, my problems and my internal dialogue and mental wellness are not going to just like magically disappear. I have to get through this gray time with you. We have to get through the middle together. We have to make up our minds that we're happy right now. The present is a present. Don't forget that. The moment, the now, right now is a gift. Whether you are struggling, whether you are successful, whether you're right in between like me, it is a gift. Learn from each time frame in your life where you can take the lesson. It is a gift. If you have an extravagant life like I do, where you just do crazy shit like write books, report on the news, write for magazines, go on Instagram and sell products, you're lucky. We are lucky and we should enjoy this one moment. So while you're at workout class and you're squeezing your buns, tucking, lifting and separating, sensual. That is a good thing. I mean, keep it moving. Get the blood pumping, get the circulation going. Keep it happy. Keep it healthy. Be grateful for every tuck and every release and every ab crunch and just fucking work it. When you're at your workout class, just check out. And please don't be one of those people that brings your freaking phone into the classroom. Like, I can't. Even if you're a surgeon, like, have the person at the front desk look at your phone. That's the 50 minutes that you got to give to yourself and to the other guests in that class. It is a gift. It is a blessing. Move it, work it, twerk it, get it, keep it up. I'm going into my 40s soon. I'm looking forward to it because I like the challenge of keeping this hot bod going for the next 20, 30, 40 years. <laughs> look at JLo. What a blessing. Also, be grateful for the jobs that you will one day create for yourself with your beautiful mind. Be grateful for what you have currently created for yourself and be grateful for when the opportunity comes your way. That could be anything. It could be a home. It could be a job. It could be a new partner. It could be an investment. It could be somebody giving you a phone call saying, we want to work with you. We want to book you. Strategize. Make sure that you spend time giving the best to yourself and giving the best to others. When you were younger, you probably didn't think about the bigger picture. And if you look at the big blue sky during the day, and if you look at the sunset in the evening, and you look at the stars at night, and you look at the sunset at 6 a.m., you will notice in one little moment that God painted these pictures and paintings for us in the sky for us to remember how infinitely small we are in the scheme of things. We are so tiny. We don't really matter. We are like specks of sand. Be grateful for the job that you have. And if you don't have a job, be grateful for your volunteer work. And if you don't volunteer yet, go volunteer. You can do it online too. You can spend time just being of service to Say you want to work for Ariana Huffington, go apply to be an intern at Thrive. Say you want to work at Goop, go apply to be an intern with Gwyneth. What's, what are you waiting for? 
Your 12-year-old self is dreaming of becoming the person you are right now. This is so fucking silly, but when I was a little kid, I used to play apartment and I would pretend that I was walking up to my door. It was really my bedroom door in the hallway. And I would pretend that I had my keys and my outfit, my books and the mail. And I was like opening my apartment door up. And here I here I am. I mean, there's nothing big about opening up an apartment door with like 30 packages now. But there is something beautiful about looking back on that little girl inside of you and saying, remember when you used to dream about being me? Talk to her, enrich her, nourish her, let her know that you're there. And don't forget all that childhood trauma is okay. We bury it sometimes and we do need to confront it when it confronts us. It will resurface at some point. And then we have to say to ourselves, thank you for becoming the woman that I always dreamed of being. I'm going to continue down this path to be a good man. I'm going to continue down this path to be a good woman, etc. I'm going to continue down this path to be a good person. I'm accepting the blessings that have come my way and I'm so grateful for each one. And that goes for all of us. Everything is a blessing. The air you have to breathe the stars in the sky at night, the birds that chirp in the morning. Everything is a blessing. See it and live it because the Birkin bag ain't it. Number eight, be really grateful for the painful lessons, breakups, job losses from high school, college, and beyond. I can vividly remember every breakup I had with every boyfriend. Uh, Cameron, Doug, Ryan, Dean, and hopefully there will be no more. (laughs) But those were the longer term relationships and they were all very painful. And it's fine. There were a dozen in between. It doesn't make it hurt any less. There are even a few in there that weren't full time boyfriends that crushed me didn't always get what I wanted. And that's a blessing. There is a saying that his rejection is God's protection. And I don't know who needs to hear that right now. But please repeat that to yourself. His rejection is God's protection. Sometimes people aren't meant to be together. And you've got to pick up the pieces on your own like Kintsugi learn how to do the work of self-service and self-love, self-compassion, empathy, kindness, and put the pieces back together so that you can heal, seal, and mend with gold and remember the breakup. They're tough, man. They're rough. I remembered every single one. I mean, I know you did too, because there was that young girl that just stood there or crashed a car or cried her eyes out and left and packed her things and was a mess or got his shit out of your apartment or whatever you did during that time. Each one is different. Each one is very unique. And each one is a moment to remember to be grateful for, for every job loss, every time your boss sent you a, you know, a review or a note that you hated that made you cringe. I suppose we should be grateful I'm not the easiest person all the time, but I'm certainly 
trying to work on being much more mindful about my everyday choices and surroundings. And that means that we can all do a better job of helping other people to be a pleasure to work with, communicate, be honest, and be really grateful for the painful and the most painful lessons that you've gone through in your life. They don't come often. So when they do, pay attention. Hi, Cece. (laughs) Little growling. Okay, so number nine, when there is enough to eat on the table during the holiday and all year long, this is a blessing. You take it for granted that you have all the power bars and sports bars and bars galore in the world. You take it for granted that you get to go on Instacart, DoorDash, Postmates. You take it for granted that you get an Uber and a Lyft at the touch of a button. You take it for granted that you get music on Spotify and iTunes and on YouTube in an instant. You take it for granted that you can open your laptop and lay in bed in your PJs and eat ho-hos and watch whatever the fuck you want for like Saturday and Sunday. Why not? I do. (laughs) You take it for granted that we have enough, an insurmountable amount of everything that we need. Ask God, the angels, Buddha, whatever you believe in. Tell them how grateful you are. Count your blessings every day, especially in the holidays, especially if you have other people to share your holiday with, especially if you've got someone that loves you and you can love them. That's the most beautiful thing. You have enough in this lifetime. You have enough and this is a blessing. Be grateful for the ease in your life because there was once a time where nobody had a cell phone And you had to pick up the phone and call a cab, hail a cab with your arm. This thing called your arm, you would lift it up and wave it at a car. A rotary phone where you would have to dial. Getting into a car and going to a physical grocery store. Or going to the Chinese shop to go get your Chinese takeout. It's just a miracle, the things that we've done to make life so convenient. They're a blessing. Be grateful for the food that you have. I have mentioned before, volunteering at the food bank at the local church has changed my life. I noticed the little girl in me so desperately wants to help other people because I didn't get a lot of help when I was a kid. I was sort of thrown to the wolves to figure out everything on my own. My parents provided me with everything I needed, not too much extra. So I wasn't a spoiled kid. I wasn't really told that I was like loved and adored or beautiful and fabulous or smart. No, no. I was told you can do better. You need to get an A next time. Focus. Pay attention. You're dumb. Like typical stuff you would hear from a tiger mom. But it worked. I mean... When you are suppressed as a child, you may need more love and support. And then when you get older, you will see where your cravings and fulfillment shine. And for me, helping the hungry is so beautiful. 
um, helping those who can't help themselves, like animals at Best Friends Animal Shelter. That feels really good. Leads me to my last thing. When you're little, you probably envisioned a life for yourself that you may or may not have now when you're older in your, say, late 20s, 30s, 40s. And that's okay. Number 10, I want little Candace to remember this because it comes up often and it comes up every week for you as well. You do not have to do what everyone else is doing. I don't care about this person's home. Great that they got married. Fabulous you're engaged. Amazing on your third kid. You do not have to do what everyone else is doing. And it's okay. You can do whatever you dream of in this one life as we know it. And that is perfectly fabulous. You could go live on a boat in Indonesia. You could go travel to Paris and fall in love with some Parisian man who runs his own winery. My mother married a foreign guy and came over to the U.S. and had never even been here before. And she thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) Cece. She's so quiet today. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Not even a blog or a podcast or books. Fuck it. Do whatever you want. You could start your own plant shop or underwater basket weaving. You could even start your own salt crystal lamp company. I mean, pottery is cool. You could start your own furniture business. You could make pillows, (laughs) bedding. You could make a really cool designer frame company. Just thinking outside of the box. Whatever you choose to do with your life, accept it. Don't judge others. Don't let them judge you. And if they do, then create a boundary. Next week, we'll try to talk more on boundaries. And in the meantime, remember, when you were young, you had an idea of what your life was going to be like. And if you didn't meet your own expectations shift your expectations, relieve yourself of that pain and suffering, go freeze your eggs if you need to, go grab a girlfriend, go out and sail and travel, make a trip together, do it solo. I used to go to Italy, Portugal, Japan, Australia, all by myself all the time. It was a luxury to be able to do so, but I incorporated it with work. So it worked out, but I do not regret a thing. Do what you need to do to make you feel better. You do not have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to conform to other people's ideas of what their life looks like and what your life looks like. And don't compare. Beautiful flowers bloom next to each other without competing, comparing, adoring, or being jelly. They just bloom. And they look beautiful together. The sun never turns to the moon and says, You owe me. Ever. Now I'm going to answer some of your fabulous questions. Nancy Bolin asks, How do you distance yourself from people that are toxic? 
well, my friend, this would be boundaries, learning how to proclaim them and actually exercise them. If it's somebody you work with and you can't avoid them, kill them with kindness. It works. Smile a little bit more and always just treat them like they're your best friend. And when you can no longer stand being around them, which you'll know when that time comes, then you just keep your distance. And if it's somebody that you're tied to very closely, I recommend figuring out a way to speak to a therapist, a third party, and making a healthy exit. Don't torture yourself over toxic people. Just take yourself out of the equation. You don't have to be friends or colleagues with everyone. TV Jojo asks, how do you practice kindness and gratefulness to yourself? Amazing question, Jordan. I think making myself the foods that I love to eat every day, like matcha tea with collagen in the morning, or maybe it's spending that time at the food bank with others. Um, These things make me feel really good. And when I'm cooking a meal, like for Thanksgiving, for all those I love and putting it on the table, that feels amazing. When I'm able to give you guys free content, like on our TikTok, you should follow us. <laughs> that feels good. It's like you're giving people a free part of you. And in return, it makes you feel very good, like you've done something well for yourself. The gratefulness that I return to myself is just like little things. Like sometimes I'll say, you deserve a workout class. You deserve a little trip. You deserve... I don't know. I mean, I don't buy a lot for myself, but I guess I'm trying to think of like how I treat myself these days. I think it's more about actually doing things for other people that make me feel good, like putting together gift bags for friends during the holidays or writing a holiday card to about 100 people every year. That's special. And I write a note to everybody too to make sure they know that they are special. They are loved and I think about them and I appreciate them. I suppose giving to others makes one feel kind and grateful for thyself. What is the best holiday you've been on and why? This was from Pace and Glow. Good question. Um, I have had so many, but I would say the most eye-opening trip for me was 1987, Tokyo, five years old, with my parents and my sister, the bullet train, miso for breakfast, head explosions, Tokyo, Kyoto, Kyushu, all at five. Amazing. Be grateful for those little opportunities that you had that other people may not have had when you were young and let it be the windows to your soul so that you can share those opportunities, life lessons, cultures, and traditions with others. Also, don't forget to follow our newsletter at CandiceKumai.com. You can purchase anything at the matcha shop. We will offer a special on my Instagram. If you go on, I'll put it on my stories for Black Friday. I hope you all have a blessed holiday. And I'm praying for each of you and thinking of each of you. Every time you download this podcast, please share it with a friend and share it on Instagram stories. 10 things that I wish I told my younger self 
during the holiday, because if you've made it through 2020 and 2021, like I said, you were a champion. Remember when you were going through the beginning of the pandemic, how worried you were? And look at where you are now. You are wonderful, grateful, beautiful, kind, and I thank you for listening to this podcast. Put your hand in your heart and take a deep breath in. Let it out. We are on our way to a beautiful new place up in the sky, into the stars, and beyond an infinitely successful, enlightened, and happy we shall go. Thanks for listening, you guys, and have a very happy and warm, blessed holiday.